Hi there, I'm Bree. I'm Burr. And welcome to the Creepcast with Bree and Burr. We're a podcast that tells you spooky stories, folklore, and mythology that don't make sense. If you have any suggestions for these crazy tales, you can email us at the.creep.cast18 at gmail.com. We also have Twitter. You can find us at CastCreep, both C's are capital. Yes, Queen. We're also on the gram, Instagram. It's at the Creepcast, all lowercase. We also have Facebook, like everybody else in your grandparents, which is the Creepcast with Brian Burr. We're also on TikTok because we're hip, we're cool, we're with it. Funky it's fresh. at the Creepcast, all we- lowercase. <laughs> and we also have a website which tells you all the magical things, which is the Creepcast.podbean.com. Thanks again. Hi there. I'm Brie. I'm Burr. And welcome back to the Creepcast, our final episode, because... It's, I'm too busy, and Burr is too busy, and life is hard, and it's just one of those things where, you know what, we've got over 150 episodes. If that's not enough for you people, I don't know what is. Right. But of course- We'll be back. Yeah, eventually. We'll maybe do like an annual Halloween episode, or maybe eventually, you know, depending on how things turn out, maybe we can do like, you know, an, an annual October fest. Except not Oktoberfest, because that's in September. Anyways. But yeah, so this will be our final episode for now. Maybe forever. Who knows? We'll see where the the life takes us. Gotta keep you on your toes. And, you know, we could have been like, yeah, we'll end this on, you know, our old school, do a mythology, do an urban legend. No, we're doing a horror movie. (laughs) Horror movie. Because I told you, I'm too damn busy. I can't be researching and editing, and promoting. Homegirl is tired. But we'll still probably be on TikTok. So if you follow us on there, or you don't already follow us on there, you should follow us on there. But yeah, oh, so this is still kind of like doing it the old way, though, because it's just the two of us. Just the two of us. (laughs) I hate us. (laughs) Why are we like this? So anyways... We wasted this opportunity of doing a Halloween horror movie episode and didn't do it about Halloween (laughs) or any of the Halloween franchise. Although I was tempted to sign up for Peacock for the free membership so we could watch Halloween Kills. I heard it was pretty good. Yes, I'm excited. Although apparently they were like, I saw some TikToks where people are like, people are offended because Michael killed firefighters. And it's like, yeah, I heard about that. It's like he's killed countless other peoples, and this and is children. what children. Yeah, yeah, this is children. Children are bad. No, just just firemen. What are you, an, a ten-year-old boy? The fire truck. Not the fire truck. Shut up, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fictional man, man. Who cares? He's he don't discriminate. He's not like, oh, thank you for your service, fire officer. He's like, no, bitch, get out the way. Yep. Knife in the throat. Bitch. We don't care. But yes. Like you said, that's not what this episode's about at all. Instead, we're going back to the year 2011. I don't know if I remember much from the year 2011. It was dark times. I was in college. And I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Because this college I was going to was like regular school hours, and I'm not built for that. What's that shit? Not anymore seven to three no or like three to seven which is considerably less hours i know but deal with it yeah four hours at night leave me alone 
I had a very early morning. But anyways, so we're back to the year 2011. We're talking about my homeboy who started this motherfucking Anthony Hopkins. Like literally my favorite old man actor of all time. Anyways, so the film we were talking about from back in 2011, 10 years ago. Ugh. <laughs> I can't believe I said that out loud. <laughs> Oh, that ready. Anyways, so it is the right, not the direction, not the right to remain silent. I almost started going into Law and Order SVU's intro, and I'm like, that's not Miranda Rice. He's <laughs> a special unit <laughs> for these especially heinous crimes. Oh, I need to start watching that show again. They're bringing Elliot back, or they already have brought him back. You know how I feel about Olivia and Elliot together. Hashtag squad goals. Squad goals! Anyways, so we're talking about the right, though, as in some kind of religious thing. What does that even mean? Let's find out. I'm going to Google it. I can Google things (laughs) without messing up our our audio like it would be when we record in person. Only perk of Zoom recording. Let's see. What is a right? Not rainbow, baby. What? Rainbow bright. Why, why are you giving me angst? Reading rainbow. All right. So for all of you who are as religiously illiterate as I am, <laughs> Because I'm like, what's that, Jesus? I'm out. <laughs> so anyways, so it's the definition is a religious or other solemn, 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 so, solemn, <laughs> I can't talk, ceremony or act. For the example, the rite of communion, body of Christ. I never got to participate because <laughs> I'm a sinner. <laughs> And I haven't been baptized by the Jesus water. That was very, very, very long time ago. They don't let me in churches. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if I were to like walk into church? They're like, no. And I'd be like, fair enough. <laughs> I want to get like rebaptized in the name of God just to have a black bath bomb in my pocket. Oh, okay. I was just like, <laughs> are you okay? Like I legitimately was like, oh my God, she's been body snatched. Where's the pod? I know it's here somewhere. Check the basement. Oh. But yes, black pod. Or a red one. Red one. Oh my god, yes. That'd be great too. And then just come out of the water screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're burning alive. That would be so dope. God damn it. (laughs) Again, this is why I probably should not be allowed in churches. It's fucking great. But anyways, back to the fright. Take it back yeah. now, y'all. Anyways, <laughs> two hops this time. Okay, I'll stop. I don't know what it is, but the cha-cha slide gets me every time. So, uh, Ashley, for those of you who have not seen the right, turn us off now and go watch it and then come back. Or if you don't give a shit about spoilers, spoiler alert ahead. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. so you know anyways. So don't be surprised. 
So The Right is a 2011 supernatural horror film. My favorite genre, because I'm not, listen, murders happen all the time. I don't need like just a dude stabbing people. I'm sorry, I know I like Halloween. I like Friday the 13th. There's a little bit of supernatural element there, but like regular, like, what is it? What's the one hostel? Yeah. Where rich people are just paid, like, mm-hmm. like we all know this shit is secretly happening. Why you gotta tell me about it? Yeah. I've heard the conspiracy theories. I'm over it. I'm set. I'm good. I'm golden. Oh, I don't want to yeah. know. But anyways, it was directed by uh, Michael Hofstrom uh, and written by Michael Petroni. 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 It was funny. I was actually wearing... Oh, wait. No, I wasn't wearing a Patron shirt yesterday. I was wearing a Don Julio shirt. Well... I'll see myself out of this confusion. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, I digress. So it is loosely, I love that those terminologies, loosely based on Matt uh, Baglio's book, The Right, The Making of a Modern Exorcist, which itself is based on actual events as witnessed and recounted by American then exorcist in training, Father Gary Thomas, and his experiences of being sent to Rome to be trained and work daily with uh, veteran clergy of the practice. So I like that this is loosely based off of a book that's loosely based off of an actual thing. Okay. So is it even anything like the actual thing? That's what I want to know. Are we so far gone? Also, Gary Thomas. They're saying that one exorcist is still in Chicago. Yeah. But is he a real person now? <laughs> but it's because, you know, if it's loosely based off of a book that's loosely based off of someone's actual life. Yeah. Unless they change the dude's name to protect his identity, which, I mean, not very well protected because I just said it and found it on Wikipedia. So I don't know. But then again, who's looking on Wikipedia for horror movie information? True. Just us. But anyways, so um, his experience at Centro Rome would be trained to work daily with the veteran clergy of the practice, which, I mean, I guess it makes sense that they should be like kind of trained for that. Uh, So the film starts Anthony Hopkins, my boy, fucking shit up Hannibal Lecter. I love him. I know. And what else do I like him in? Oh, yeah. Rom Stoker's Dracula is Van Helsing. Classic. Feed me, I starve. (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally, any future relationships, if they do not expect expect me not to say that, like, then they've got another thing coming. And it's just ain't going nowhere. Uh, So, anyways, Anthony Hopkins, Colin O'Donohue, Alice Braga, Kieran Hines, and Rutger Hauer. I probably butchered like at least half of those names, but who cares? No one's going to know how to pronounce mine, so we're just going to fucking deal with it. (laughs) Uh, So it was shot in Rome, Budapest, and Blue Island. Ah, I live right by Blue Island, or not too far from Blue Island. Somewhere in the vicinity. It's nearish to me. That's wild. Anyways. Rome, Budapest, and Blue Island. 
uh, was released on January 28, 2011, and grossed $32 million domestically. Yay. All right, so on to Ziplot, and we'll fill in because you know how it is. These plot explanations are usually like they cut out all the juicy shit. We need the juice. So Michael Kovac, uh, Colin O'Donoghue, is the son of a successful funeral homeowner and businessman, Istvan. Istvan? I don't know. Like, who came up with this name? So disillusioned with his job as a mortician, Michael decides to enter a seminary and renounces vows upon completion, thereby getting a pre-college degree. Oh, Jesus. That's kind of, I feel like, okay. So I know, like he said, his dad wouldn't pay for college, but like, well, no, I guess if his dad already paid for the college, there's nothing he could do about it, except maybe take his son to small claims court. Would that even be a small claim though? Because that's like, college is a lot of money. Yeah. She I mean, I don't know how much Jesus college is, but I assume even more. Because the church has got to make that money somehow. Got to make that bread. Which, I mean, I'm sure like, you know, if you, because his whole thing is like, I came from a family of, you know, it's either morticians or priests, but it's like, why don't you just like work for your dad and then like, yeah pay for your own college right and then you can be whatever you want oh god a little hard work oh I no know, right oh no i have to earn and spend my own money right you're kidding me that's what i always do and so i'm poor no, i'm kidding um but yeah so like i said it's just like yes so anyways uh four years later michael is being ordained to the rank of deacon at the seminary, after which he writes a letter of resignation to his superior, Father Matthew, uh, citing a lack of faith, which I mean, that's, I mean, I wouldn't want a priest that doesn't believe in the thing he's preaching. Yeah. I mean, but then again, roadside preachers. I mean, that just reminds me of the one exorcist movie where they're just like, I'm going to throw in my grandma's uh, banana pie recipe or something in there. Yeah. The last Esther. Yeah, that movie. Last Exorcism. I almost said Last Exorcism. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm having a stroke. <laughs> it's finally happening. Mischief, get off the... Okay, if you're going to lay there, you're fine then. I was going to yell at Mischief to get off the paper bag, but he's just laying on top of it now. Okay. Not like he's pawing at it. He's pouting because I'm usually not home at this time and he keeps trying to get me to feed him and I'm like, you usually don't eat until later and I don't need you waking <laughs> me up earlier. But anyways, ah, I would like affection and snacks now. I know he was sitting on my lap earlier. Oh, I don't know if you got my Snapchat of this is my new favorite hobby is him sitting on my lap. So then I make him take Snapchat selfies with me with the filters on yes. <laughs> and see which ones work. A decent amount of them do, which I'm like, hmm. Uh, duh, 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 where was I? Lost my spot. Like lake <laughs> lack of faith it's i've got so much faith there's a lake of it <laughs> uh so father matthew or toby jones apparently wanting to talk to michael attempts to catch up to him on the street he trips over the curb causing a cyclist the cyclist had oh that's right she did say her name <laughs> i was like the cyclist has a name 
And I forgot <gasps> that, like, he asked for her name when he's, like, praying for her, you know, safe passing. But they also cite the actress, which, I mean, good on them. Her whole thing was getting violently hit by a van. Anyways, so causing a cyclist, Sandra, to swerve into the path of an oncoming van and get critically injured. Yeah, like, this shit was, like, I jumped a little because <laughs> I forgot about that scene. <laughs> Like the father's like, wait, and then it's like raining, and then he trips. And this poor girl who's just, I don't even know what she's doing, just gets fucking annihilated by a van. I would have just ran the priest over. Right. <laughs> Fuck the police. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the, uh, I forgot what word I was looking for. clergy there we go <laughs> fuck the clergy <laughs> the bitches. I was like what's the word um ba, ba, ba. Uh, so seeing michael's clerical garb she asked him for absolution before her last breath the husband michael is unable to refuse he comforts her and performs a blessing ritual to absolve her of her sins i'm not gonna lie because obviously there are certain you know words that get put into rap music and when he's like as i walked through the valley and i was like as the shadow of death, the the crowd. <laughs> I'm like immediately thinking about Hollywood and death. I'm like, what the fuck, Brianna? <laughs> like, oh my God, I love it. This is how much of church I've erased from my mind. Anytime I hear other things. <gasps> but also I still, with the may the force be with you. And, and I'm like, and also with you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not completely gone. We're not completely full heathen just yet, but we're on our way. I love it. I know. It's so fucking stupid. Um, absolution. Blah, blah, blah. So seeing how calmly Michael handled the situation, which I'm like, I don't think he was that calm, but okay. Uh, Father Matthew tells uh, Michael that he is called to be a priest despite his unwillingness. He also tells Michael that with the rise of demonic possessions every year, the church needs more exorcists and says that he has a potential to become one. Which like what right it's like huh why is there a rise of demonic possession let's start there right what shit are you putting in the water sir what did you put in the water and why am i a part of this yeah um and i just like that hey you prayed over someone who was dying so you know what you'd really be good at exorcism because half the people died i'm kidding i don't know if that that's true but i mean what was it the, the Emily Rose one, the one that was based off of. Oh. And I don't know. I don't know any, I don't know a lot of like real exorcism cases because like I'm afraid to accidentally click a video. Remember this? Okay. So there's this movie, Last Exorcism, that we watched. And of course, it's back in the day when we watched things on DVD and not just on Netflix. Yep. They had this little special menu called Special Features. Where it was just like fun little extra things, you know, usually like blooper reels, you know, deleted scenes. This one had real exorcism tapes. It's just like real sound effects and everything. And then it even says like, as a precautionary, do not listen indoors or like something because it can yeah, actually cause the, stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, why did you put that in the movie then? It gives you, it gives you a warning that watching this video may cause you to become possessed as well, which I'm like, turn this shit off. Right? <laughs> I was like, who, who, what? Why? That, what? 
I feel like whoever made the last exorcism is actually a demon. Oh, it all makes sense. Because they, they are trying to spread the good word. It's like Jehovah's Witness gone way too in, invasive. <gasps> I don't make sense that. I know. That'd be pretty fucked up. I don't know. Do you know how much fucking supernatural television with evil and demons and stuff? It's like, if it were to happen, I'd just be like, well, I saw this coming. And then you're like, what? And it's like, that's literally all I watch. That's just, you know, how I view the world now. <laughs> Fuck your realism. <laughs> Except Law and Order. And even then, that's not very realistic. Too much drama. 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 Anyway, so, uh, bah, bah, exorcist. Uh, so Father Matthew advises him to go to the Vatican and Rome to attend an exorcism court taught, or court, <laughs> course, an exorcism course taught by his friend, Father Xavier, uh, which I, I just love that they're like, hey, why don't you just fly out to Rome and then like take a class? And isn't it like, it's like a month long class. Yeah. Which I'm like, is that enough time? Is that enough time to learn about being an exorcist? I feel like that's not. No. Um, ah, yeah, that's right. I forgot about this part too because I don't think I was paying attention when he did this part. So Michael agrees though after Father Matthew tells him that the church might convert his scholarship into a student loan that would cost him $100,000 if his resignation is accepted before he takes his vows. Which... Bro, the church is fucked up. Right. Which I mean also makes sense, but like, damn, bitch. That's, that's shitty. That's power move and it's shitty. Uh, so ba, 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 if Michael attends the exorcism classes and still wants to leave, then it can be discussed, hinting that he may be free to leave. But that ain't blackmail. I don't know anymore. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> Fucking church, get it together. You know, listen, I know everyone's hurting for employees, but when you sell that, you have to, you know, be celibate for the rest of your life. You're not exactly selling high quality mm -hmm. job content. I don't even know if that's a thing. I feel like I just made that up. So in Italy, Michael meets Angelina. Also taking the course, he soon learns that she is a reporter who has been asked to cover the course uh, for a newspaper article in the Dominican, which I love because like at first he was just like, so I didn't know like nuns could be exorcist. And she's like, what? <laughs> right. But also like, I feel like even if she was like a nun in training, it, don't they have like the, the, what is it? What is it called? The thing that they wear, the, the habit, habit, what? I almost said habit, that's not right. Habits? No. Habit, no. I know, what I know. They're all hat things. Yeah. Anyways, there's one that's like different for nuns that aren't like fully nuns. I think. Which again, I'm sorry. I could never. Anyway, so Father Xavier notes Michael's skepticism and very tentative faith and asks him to meet a renowned friend, a Welsh Jesuit exorcist named Father Lucas or Anthony Hopkins as we would know him. Uh, so Michael meets Father Lucas at his home, where he also meets one of the priest's patients, a pregnant 16-year-old girl named Rosaria. 
uh, who is possessed and Lucas is trying to exercise. It was later revealed that she had been raped and abandoned by her father, which led to her possession, which can also lead to trauma. But like I said, it wouldn't be exciting if, you know, there was no possession. But that shit is super fucked up. And like, how does the mom, well, I assume the mom knows. Yeah. Or if she doesn't, then like, how the fuck does she not know? Because that'd be sketchy as fuck if your fucking husband. Right. Just suddenly disappears. And your daughter's suddenly pregnant. Mm-hmm. I hope he got lit on fire. Uh, so, however, Michael remained skeptical even after witnessing several preternatural events, such as the girl coughing up three long nails and speaking English fluently. Uh, she even pointedly reminds Michael of the last patient he anointed and of his loathing of, for his own father. I don't know. I don't think that he reminds her of or, I don't know, did you make a comment about the girl dying? Because, like, okay, this is this is where I'm struggling here a little bit, too, with some of, like, the terminology. Because if they're talking about the last body he emboweled, embalmed, emboweled, he's just putting bowels in there, uh, embalmed. <laughs> um, why would that be called a patient? Yeah, right? It's like, what? Like, they're dead. Not to be disrespectful, but, like, I don't know. Like, what else would you call them? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say clients. A deceased. I don't know. I got it then. But, you know, and again, like, calling, like, the pregnant girl his patient, which, I mean, I guess he's, like, a doctor, but, like, also, like, how much time did this priest fucking spend in school if he's, like, becoming a priest, an exorcist, and a doctor? Like, did he decide he wanted to do all three of those things at once? Or did he become a doctor so he could perform exorcists by himself or exorcisms right. by himself? Just like the fuck. Yeah. I don't know. Bree is sus about this. Um, but point being though, I think the thing that's the most messed up is like the charm bracelet. Cause like that one lady had it. Oh yeah. The one that he was embalming. And then you know, she was trying to say like it was like he was trying to say it was her bracelet, which I'm like, that seems pretty sus. That's that's just mm. yeah. It's a whole lot of something there. So uh but moving on, Angelina requests Michael to relay any information he gets from Father Lucas to her as the latter has always refused to be interviewed by her, which Michael declines, which respect. That's what you should do. Because if he wanted an interview, then probably for a reason. Uh, Rosaria tries to drown herself and then is hospitalized. Uh, Oh, they completely skip over the kid with the mule. Oh, shit. Yeah. What the hell's up with it? Yeah. So there's like a secondary, like minor case of exorcism where they travel. I do it. These yawns. Now they travel to this woman's house with their son. And he talks about how he has all these nightmares and this, you know, mule is telling him these terrible things and he's got red eyes and then he's like beating up the kid. And then like they show the kid's body and there's like hoof marks on his back. And then on the front, you can see like a mule bite print, which I'm sorry, like, unless the kid is like legitimately been trampled and bit by a mule. Even if I was a skeptic, I'd be like, that's pretty fucking scary right because unless your mom is a fucking special effects makeup artist 
That's too spooky. A spooky, if you will. It's too spooky. It's like, the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to remember. Oh, yeah. And then the kid whispers something about to his mom about somebody dying. And for oh, some reason. Whispers, yeah. Yeah. And we don't know anything, but I know like she was like trying to comfort him, saying like everything's fine or like no one's going to die. Mm-hmm. Which we you think in the beginning is referring to Michael. Yeah. Plot twist. It's not. Um, so papa. So yeah, while Rosario's uh hospitalized, they do some more exercising on her. And you know, Michael tries to like beat the demon with logic, which is was kind of funny because he's like He's like, well, if you don't exist, then why do I be scared of you or some shit? I don't know. I just remember you getting kind of like annoyed. And it's like, well, girl, I don't know what to tell you. It's, I, your demon logic does not make sense here, sir. Right? It's just like the fuck, man. Oh, we want you to not believe in us. Okay, great. If I don't believe in you, how do you exist? It's like, I don't know. But moving on. Um, oh, sorry, I'm distracting my cat with my violent pen flailing. I just see mischief's head down here, like just, um, bu- bu- bu. so yeah. So anyways, they attempt another like exorcism on her. It was a struggle. Um, so then uh, Rosaria miscarriages the baby and then dies from a cardiac arrest. And the mother, um, oh, the baby dies from a cardiac arrest and then Rosaria from a major hemorrhaging. Mm-hmm. Of course, you just see her like starting to bleed, and they're like cockroaches and shit. And you're like, oh, yeah. And there was some stuff with her like heart monitor. Um, so disheartened, Father Lucas feels he has failed her. Um, and then after this, Michael decides to confide with Angelina. Because too, like the whole thing is like one of the arguments that Michael makes is that you know she could be mentally ill, and um, um. One of the arguments is that, you know, she's mentally ill and it's like, you know, she could just not be able to be treated because one of the things is he's like, well, have you tried giving her any treatment? And he's like, well, we can't because she's pregnant. Yeah. So it's like the perfect storm of could be smoke and mirrors for someone who is, you know, a non-believer. And then the other part is it's the perfect hiding spot for a demon because then it's like, you can't give her medication to disprove that she isn't possessed. There's a lot of science there. All the science. But I do like how he was like back and forth. He's just like, so she's been treated. He goes, I treated her. He's just like, but medically. And he's just like, no, she's pregnant. He's like, so she's not been treated. He's like, I treated her. And he's just yeah. like, what? Because <laughs> that was like one of the first things. He's like, isn't there supposed to be a doctor present? He's like, I am a doctor. And I'm like, what the fuck? Right? It's, like, it's like that one thing where it's like, can I speak to your manager? And then they just turn around. And it's like, I am the manager. <laughs> I'm your manager. <laughs> I am the manager. But yeah, like, and it is. It's like one of those things, like, I have to say, like, um, dialogue-wise, like, they do really kind of, like, meld it really well to give you that perfect balance of, like, suspect, mm-hmm. like, you know, suspicion of healthy, like, disbelief. But, you know, still enough spook where if you're like me, that's like, maybe, though, I'm still a little scared. Um, the whole thing is that I love about exorcism movies 
even though I'm not like a firm believer in the Catholic church is the fact that there is like, cause my thing is like with monster movies and even like supernatural, like ghost movies, like, you know, when you see like the little blips of the being and then you're like, uh, but then like you see it for an extended period and now you're just like, okay, I'm not scared anymore. This thing's just ugly. Yeah. For example, mama. At the end, I was just like, okay, well now I'm not scared. Um, so I feel like exorcism movies have that perfect balance of like, you don't know what's coming really. And it's hiding within a person. Yeah. Or paranormal activity, they did really good with that too. Of like not showing anything. Because there's nothing scarier than something you can't see. And you don't oh. know what it looks like. What other movie does that? Uh, Bird Box, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because if you see it, then you go crazy and you kill yourself. Some other movie does that. I can't think of it right now, but yeah, I do like that. Yeah, it's suspenseful. Thumbs in. That's what I like about it. Uh, ba ba So yeah, he decides to combine with Angelina, and you know he's like, no names, whatever. So after Rosaria's death. Father Lucas becomes ba- or Father Lucas begins behaving strangely. Uh, Michael and Angelina find him sitting outside his house in the rain. Um, no, because doesn't Michael find him by himself? Yeah, He's and then calls the Angelina over. Or no, maybe they both did go together. I can't remember. I don't know. But point being, um, is that like you know, it's he's aware that he's done something wrong. Because, oh yeah, because they don't, again, don't talk about one of my, it's, obviously it's not cool, but it makes me laugh a little bit. Um, But yeah, so fucking Father Lucas is out just fucking in a bathrobe and his hat. I still think it's like a trench coat, though. (laughs) Something like that. I don't know. Basically, it looks like he's about to flash somebody. And his fucking hat with its rim, like, up. Yeah. Which... I feel like, well, I guess if he's like stayed within his neighborhood, I guess the neighborhood kids would know he was a father without seeing the uniform. Cause that was like the one thing I was like, how does this kid know that he's a fucking priest? Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, oh, that's probably, you know, in our neighborhood. That poor little girl too. I know. Oh my God. So yeah, he's just fucking standing there staring at nothing. And she's like, oh, can you bless my doll? And he's like, huh? And then she's like, can you bless my doll? And then he just smacks the crap. Yeah, he just like looks around, <laughs> smiles at her, just. Him right like, on the floor. I'm like, oh. I mean, it's horrible, but it's like one of those things when you don't expect it, but you can't help but like laugh. Because yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is that? We just out here slapping little girls now. We smacking babies left and right, apparently up in here. Up in here. <laughs> uh. But yeah. So anyway, so yeah. So they completely bypass that part, which, like you said, it's just fucking crazy. Um, so he's like, I feel like I've done something terrible and he knows that he like feels off and he doesn't feel like, you know, himself. So Father Lucas takes them into his house and then knowing himself to be obsessed, requests that Michael bring Father Xavier to perform the exorcism. Cause yeah, no one else is going to be fucking performing this exorcism around here, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, so of course, so they lock him up and then they go to the school to find Father Xavier. He's out of town for the weekend. Which I'm like, well, isn't that convenient? 
you know, and then, uh, and then on top that he's like, well, can I get his cell phone number? And of course, then he doesn't answer his phone. Who knows what kind of retreat he's on. Right. Maybe somewhere in the middle of nowhere. With no cell service. Sorry, my back hurts a lot. It's too itch. Anyways. Yeah. So like, just too perfectly timed. Oh, here we go. Uh, Angelina Michael tried to desperately contact and find Father Xavier, but the latter has gone to, let's see if we can find a way to say it. Oh my God. But the, the pronunciation thing is like zero help. It's a Civitavecchia? Vecchia? Girl, you better be careful. You might be calling Satan. Man. I know, right? <laughs> Accidentally summons a demon. <laughs> like a demon again? Uh, I love it. <laughs> Sorry. Just hovering <laughs> in the background. I'm like, bro. Uh, Anyways, uh, so yeah, whatever that place is for three days. It's some kind of seaport commune. So yeah, he probably has to have his like phone off or some shit. Uh, so Michael decides to perform the exorcism with himself with Angelina which is pretty hilarious. Uh, so after constant rebuking, or rebuking, rebuking? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah, by the demon and a long drawn out fight, Michael regains his lost faith and is able to force the demon to reveal its name, which it was a very dramatic buildup because I mean, obviously he hasn't even taken his vows yet. So like the demon's like, shut up bitch. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. And then he talks about basically how his mom, death, made him like Napoli, which okay, the kid bent a cross in his hand. Yeah. He that's like, that's what, his, five? his subtle that's his subtle sign that he's given up demons. He also like his dad, which yeah, we didn't talk about this, his memory of his mom dying, his dad fucking embalmed his mom and then fucking had the kid blow on her goddamn nails that he was painting. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, there's nothing to worry about. It's just your mom. It's like, yeah, yeah it's your mom dead on a table. Yeah, it's just your mom on a cold metal slab. There's nothing to be traumatized about except that you right. don't have a mother anymore. It's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, I'm sorry. The dad deserved his hate. Oh, oh yeah, we don't even get to talk about it before too what happened. So yeah, so the dad has, does he talk about it? No, I don't think it talks about it. oh yeah so anyway so the michael's dad has um was it a stroke cardiac yes it was a stroke yeah oh yeah because it was a very extreme stroke and they're like i don't know if he's gonna bounce back and so he was gonna try to fly home and then it was like he tried to or no did he dream no he didn't dream he he had a fuck what was it he did dream uh, that was like think, go into stuff and was, it, was that yeah because i was gonna say wasn't it yeah he was having a dream and then one of the fathers or something priest guys woke him up and he's just like i have something to tell you and yes. then he brought him into the office and he was Got just it. like okay. i'd like to talk to my dad but the the nurse is like oh hold on i'll put you on hold oh. he has a conversation with his dad and no, then the doctor comes back on Right? Yeah. So yeah, so no, it was uh so you and I are both blurring the same kind of events. So it's he basically blows up on Father Lucas. He wakes up from a weird dream. 
Um, I don't, can't remember exactly what's in the dream, but then Father Xavier was at the door to let him know that his father had a stroke. And then he had to call, um, had to call a, uh, God damn it, what was it? This is gonna drive me nuts. Oh, so he called the hospital and the doctor was like, I don't know if he'll be able to recover, yada, 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 because they don't have phones in their room. Mm-hmm. And so then he goes back to the room and the frog that we also for, kind of forgot to talk about because like, there's so much, that's the only thing that I hate about like these movies. Like I wish they had like a play by play. Yeah. Descripture. So earlier with the little boy, the way father Lucas, like, you know, got rid of the demon was he found a frog in his pillowcase and then threw the frog in the fire. Hmm. So Michael thought that frog was a hoax because he found one in the guy's, in Father Lucas's bag. And then there was a bunch of those frogs in that pond or fountain. Yeah. So he thought that was a hoax. And that was like one of the reasons he didn't believe. So then when he gets back from being on the phone at the hospital, the first go around about his dad, he comes back, his room is filled with those frogs. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay. For so like froggies. demons, for you not wanting someone to believe in you, like, why are you sending a bunch of frogs to make people believe in you? Right? It's like, you try and all go hard. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know <clears throat> what the exact idea is going on here. But I digress. So anyway, so then, yeah. So then he goes to stay at a hotel because of all the frogs. And then he goes to call the hospital, check on his dad. And then like, is like, oh, please hold. And then, you know, all of a sudden the dad answers the phone. But then it like gets really weird because like at first he's like, he's like, oh, I don't know where I am. And it's like, oh, you're in the hospital. And it's just like, it's so dark and cold. And I'm like, well, that doesn't sound like a hospital. The cold part, right. maybe the dark part, not so much, you know? So it was like a whole thing. And uh, what was I saying? Anyways, yeah. And then that's the night then he has the dream about the mule. Oh, you know what I think I eat dreams about is seeing his mom on the table as oh, an adult okay. and then the creepy guy's hand and they yeah. blew on the dude's hand. There we go. Listen. He's blowing on the dude's hand. You would have never guessed that we just watched this movie yesterday. <laughs> seen this movie multiple times, but. Yeah, multiple times, but I still can't get my story straight. Mm-hmm. So anyways. So like you said, that symbolism of like the demonic answer, like that could be like the devil, whatever. Um, and it's like him blowing out his nails is almost like the, um, like kiss the hand kind of deal. Yeah. So but we digress. So yeah, so then that's when then they go to Father Lucas's and, um, you know, find him all strung out. But anyways, yeah, so they find Father Lucas strung out crazy he's like i'm probably possessed you lock me up go get father xavier cannot find father xavier so then they go back and then they're like we're gonna have to do this shit like the fucking scooby dang gang dang <laughs> scooby dang dang scooby um so um but yeah so anyway so like the demon's all like you know you don't believe in anything so why should you have power over me blah 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 and he made him you know, bend the crucifix, whatever. And then um, 
then Michael like he's like oh he's like I do I accept that the devil is real blah 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 drama shenanigans and then um you know he like straightens out the cross and he's like but if I believe in you I have to believe in God because it's like like what was this demon thinking that like he was just gonna believe in like demons and not like God obviously like I feel like that's a package deal (laughs) like there is no one or the other well, maybe he was thinking that he was like so renowned out of his faith that he'd be like, oh, well, he'll just totally come to me and I got me an East soul. Yeah, but like, what is he going to do? He's already possessed a priest. Maybe he wanted a younger priest. I don't know. They're frisky. I need a young <laughs> priest and an old priest. <laughs> <laughs> I need uh, my variety of priests. I love the exorcist. They've got the second one on HBO Max right now, and I kind of want to watch it, but I know that one's really bad. So I heard the second one's bad, but the third one is decent, which I did watch, which that was actually a very interesting one because they like find this crazy homeless guy, and then it turns out to be the young priest from the first Exorcist. So it's like really the died. old Exorcist, like yeah. from way back. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. OG Exorcist, mm-hmm. which I don't recommend watching. High. It's a little too crazy. Anyways, so. Ba-ba-ba. So that's when he regains his lost faith and is able to force the demon to reveal its name, Ball, which I've been wanting to do an episode on, but it's very like, one, it's a lot of information on Ball, and then two, it's like very like a lot of gray area. I believe Ball is also like prevalent in a lot of other religions, so it's like hard to like decipher. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to revisit it and we'll do a little tiki tack on it. Okay. So he completes exorcism, saying that he believes the demon exists and he believes in all in an all-powerful God as well. The demon leaves Father Lucas. Michael bids goodbye to Father Lucas returning to the United States. That's not exactly how that all happened. <laughs> he does say goodbye to Father Lucas. Um which also, though, I love when the demon is, like, talking down to Michael. Like, he starts just using, like, you know, youthful terminology. Cool, hip, wow, dude. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins is just top tier acting. Like, the man is a beast. And that shit kills me. Because nothing is more hilarious than a demon, like, you know, Dr. Evil and around. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm with it. Ah, <laughs> uh, so whatever so they say goodbye and then you know Father Lucas is like oh well you know how's it going and blah 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 and you know I don't know I don't know the conversation is really awkward but he like goes on this wounded explanation and then Michael just for fun is like cool and he's like go away <laughs> right like you ruined it go away listen i'm trying to be nice fuck off kid so then yeah he does go back but then he's like back living at the i almost said mausoleum that's not what that is morgue mortuary Mm -hmm. so it's like is he a priest and a mortician i don't see why not double money right like right is that like do, do priests get paid i hope they get paid I don't know. I think they. I don't see why not. 
Listen, if you're a priest for some reason questioning your faith and listening to this podcast. We have questions that need to be answered. Yeah, we have questions and I need answers. Also, the first question being, what the fuck are you doing here? It's the last place you should be. Um, But anyway, so it's like the whole thing. And so it ends with him as Father Michael Kovic receiving a letter that Angelina has published an article on exorcism and entering a confession and then entering a confessional to hear a girl's confession at the church. Wow. Hmm. Like, I never got that. Like I get like praying to like a higher power, whether it be God, Jesus, whatever, Buddha, whatever deity you believe in. Like I get that. But like, why am I going to a regular ass human to confess my sins for him to be like oh well you know three hail marys follow the day what the fuck is it even a hail mary this is how little i've gone to church people i've gone to church maybe six times a it's uh it's one of not rosaries uh one of their prayers there's just like hail mary full of grace i don't remember the rest but I, I remember do. hearing it all the fucking time with from grandma's room because she's like, I need to do my Hail Marys. I'm like, okay, grandma, you have fun with that. Woman, either you're doing something really right or something really wrong because you're still alive. <laughs> so it's either God is biding his time <laughs> to break you up because he's like, oh God, this woman's going to drive me crazy. Or, you know, I don't know. 95, don't know. still angry. I love my grandma. <laughs> I know. Like literally threatens to haunt her. Yeah. And take I can the only imagine what she's her. thinking because she moved in with my cousin and she's oh just my God. she's probably threatening with God that she's gonna haunt me. She hasn't written me anything. How am I supposed to write to you, Grandma? I don't know where you live. Yeah. You moved on me. Yeah, for real. That's not your fault. That's your shitty relatives but yeah so like i said that's the entirety of the movie essentially like i said very good like again anthony hopkins anything anthony hopkins in the top tier acting also pretty sure father xavier also plays jack ock in yeah. spider-man like he looks familiar from that i wonder what else he's in let's find out i'm gonna click Ow. his little thing ah sorry there was like a big picture of his face that popped up when i clicked the link <laughs> <laughs> i was like whoa <laughs> I'm startled. The land of spook over there. Okay, here we go. Never seen that. Haven't seen that. No, no. I'm gonna just keep scrolling until I see a name that I, Titanic Town. What the fuck is that? Um. <laughs> oh yes, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, Cradle of Life. That's how I know him because he's the bad guy in that. Because they were looking for Pandora's box. Pandora's box. That's like uh, probably not a good idea. Phantom of the Opera. I don't think that's our Phantom of the Opera. If it is, I don't recall. Not a lot that we know. Oh, Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part 2. Oh, yeah, he's Dumbledore's brother. I don't remember that at all. But word. Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. The Woman in Black. Don't remember seeing him in that. But also, I haven't seen The Woman in Black in a hot minute. Oh, he's Steppenwolf in Justice League. Ooh. All right, CGI, SCU. Frozen 2. And of course, you know, Snack and Ciders, Justice League, yeah. 
that's about it. I'm not going into TV. Movie already took me long enough. I was like, rah, rah, rah. I don't know anything about this guy. I feel like I'm going to click on this Colin Donahue. What else is he in? Because I feel like I might have seen him in something else. Not a lot. Great. So nothing. I don't think I've seen him in anything. <laughs> Unless it's a TV show. Yeah, I got nothing. Just kidding. I don't know this kid at all. And I'm not clicking Anthony Hopkins. That will be on for hours. So, I don't even know who that is. Nina. Who the fuck is Nina? Was that the waitress? They have a picture of the fucking waitress actress on here. Like, what the fuck? Anyways. Uh, so, Michael for production, Hafstrom, uh, began working on the exorcism thriller in February 2010. Uh, Hafstrom began casting in March for the lead roles of Father Lucas and Michael Kovic, deciding on Anthony Hopkins and Colin O'Donoghue, which I mean, Anthony Hopkins, obvious choice for old priest, always. Uh, the film was produced by Bo Flynn and Trip, Trip Vinson, who also did, I guess, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Uh, under their Contrafilm Studios company. Uh, so a bit of more background, as we mentioned earlier, the film is based on the book, The Bright, The Making of a Modern Exorcist by the then Rome-based American journalist, Matt Buglio, uh, which was published in 2009 and 2010. To research the book, uh, Buglio participated in a seminar on exorcism by the Vatican-sponsored, I don't even know how the fuck I say that, Pontifical... Athenaeum Regina Apostolorum. Jesus Christ. I think I'm summoning another demon again on accident. Right. <laughs> so, so funny though, because like the Matt Leo role is almost fucking what's her face? Angelina. Oh shit. Think about it, you know. Went to research, went to a course, needs father. Uh, father Gary, a parish priest from Sacred Heart Church in Saratoga, California, who was tasked by the local bishop 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 in san jose california to become an exorcist for the diocese which is like i don't know i exorcist always make me think of two like where it's like you gotta have like that one edgy like crazy priest that's like i'm not like regular priest because i fight demons i don't know uh, initially skeptical and reluctant, Father Gary becomes an apprentice to a Rome-based exorcist and his skepticism is soon replaced by the cold reality of evil and the way it sometimes takes the form of demonic possession. So Gary is Michael. Uh, the book traces Father Gary's life prior to and subsequent to their acquaintance in 2005, which involved Leo observing over 20 exorcisms performed by, by Father Gary. That's a lot. Yeah. Why is this so common? Uh, but Leo indicates that the experience in writing the book was just a very spiritual process in a lot of ways. It helped me reconnect to the church and understand the value of faith. This isn't something that is a silly that is silly in prayer. It's very important. Or salt, salt, and basil. Get the salt. Get the salt. Uh, so. While Baglio was still researching his book, producers Trip Vincent and Bo Flynn, who had already produced The Exorcism of Emily Rose, learned about Baglio's book proposal and decided to purchase the movie rights. Like, Damn. shit's not done, and people are already doing it. 
So the producers contacted Michael uh, Petroni, who was one of the writers for the Chronicles of Narnia, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. So that was the third and last one, I think, because it was Chronicles of Narnia, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, Prince Caspian, and then that one. And then they didn't make any more. Which I don't even know if that was in order. I don't think I ever finished reading all those books. I think I left off on the last one. Oh, shit. Something about some silver chair. <laughs> well, that's what it is. It's Chronicles of Narnia, the silver chair or some shit. I'll look it up, I promise. I promise it's real. Uh, so to write the screenplay, Petroni, uh, practicing Catholic, coordinated the development of his screenplay with Baglio, who was now writing the book at about the same time. Director Hofstrom was invited to direct the film, intrigued by the fact that he would be working from facts, not just someone's imagination. Ooh. Realty? Right. Facts? Science? I'm interested. I don't know about science, but you know. Uh, so in preparation for the film, Hofstrom attended some exorcisms in Rome, although never being present in the actual room, he could hear what was taking place. Which, okay, you know what? I'm, I mean, I'm going to say that's probably good. That's probably responsible of them to not let him in the room. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, so Father Gary Thomas served as a consultant on the set of the right and indicated that the exorcism in the film were very accurate with some expected licenses taken. Which one? Is it the coughing up the nails thing? It's probably the coughing up the nails thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That shit was wild. And according to actor Franco Nero, he filmed a nine minute monologue, which was entirely cut from the final film. <laughs> Who the fuck is Franco Nero? need to know who is this down in there but he was in law and order special victims unit i am suspect of this i don't know like i said i don't know who that is and i'm kind of intrigued but you know i do what was it um did you know there's an ending monologue nightmare before christmas sorry that just made me think of that ending monologue Mm -hmm. like the one that was in the book that they cut out i think so the one where it's just like he goes back years later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, maybe it was in the book. Someone, like, I saw a video about it on TikTok. Apparently TikTok is my new source. <laughs> I wouldn't trust TikTok oh, no, I before Christmas because for some reason, all those idiots think that Zero's nose is red. It's a pumpkin. Dumbass. Yeah, I know. It's orange. And they're just like, even back in the night, it was like, they edited it. It was always red. I was like, no, it's always been a little pumpkin. Yeah, it's like, it's that, that's the whole thing. Like, it's a play on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, but it's he's a ghost dog that lives in Halloween Town. Why would he have a red nose? Because they're stupid. Yeah. No, but there is some truth in, you know, Tim Burton being a little racist. Well, pretty racist. Which is big sad. Because I've only based most of my personality on <laughs> No, I'm kidding. But, you know, whatever. Not whatever, but shit's fucked up. We do not approve. But if you think I'm going to stop singing this is Halloween, I can't. Right? It's physically impossible. It's like inga- ingrained into my DNA now. I've watched that movie at least five times. Maybe even more. And that's just this month because Halloween is the first month I get to watch it as much as I want. And then now we're going to take a break in November. And then, of course, December we begin again. Because it is both a Halloween and Christmas movie, goddammit. No one can tell me otherwise. Er. Anyways. <clears throat> so real quick, we're just going to cover reception, kind of give our 
vibes on that and then we'll kind of wrap it up mm -hmm. uh so the film was generally well received within the catholic community although questioning its classification as quote-unquote horror a bitch is coughing up nails what more do you want right there's a demon wall. and like i don't know body parts stamping and shit because they're bending backwards and just working themselves uh, so the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops noted, though shaky on a few details, director Michael Hofstrom's conversion tale resoundingly affirms faith and the value of priestly ministry. Yet the effort to showcase the main character's spiritual journey as an old-fashioned chill fest weakens its ultimate impact. Is that old? What? Like, I don't understand how that's like weakens it. It's showing someone who is going through a very long stint of, you know, questioning faith and questioning God because his father traumatized him by making blow on his mom's wet fingernails while she's dead. Right. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, I would be questioning my faith too. And then, you know, and like you said, and it's, and I mean, obviously the quick turnaround Although it really isn't a quick turnaround because you could still see there was like doubt in himself in whether or not he believed it. Because in the moment he'd be freaked out, but then, you know. Yeah, I would be freaked out too. Like the age of seven, I lost my mom and then I, she's on the fucking table dead with my dad. Oh, it's okay. It's, it's, just, your it's just your mom dead on a table. It's come fine. here and come help. He probably murdered sure her. She's beautiful still. It was like the that see that's what i was thinking too i was like this motherfucker killed her <laughs> yeah you deserved your crazy stroke sir he was fucking old and she was a young little thing he killed her at least it looked like it yeah um anyways uh so it received negative reviews from mainstream critics where it has a 21 percent rating on rotten tomatoes based on 150 reviews stating that while anthony hopkins is as excellent as ever he is no match for the rights dawdling pace and lack of chills as well as colin o'donohue's tentative performance in the leading role I feel like I don't know. Maybe I don't. Know, I don't. I don't pay attention to Rotten Tomatoes, so like I haven't like honestly like checked the rating ahead of time. But like I said, Exorcist movie, Anthony Hopkins, shut up, I'm in. You know, and Anthony Hopkins is the possessed one. Like, come on, you know, you're in for a fucking rock show, right? And it's like, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's dawdling. I mean, yeah, there's like slower paced moments, but like, come on, the priest tripping and knocking the cyclist into that van. Right. Like, dude, that shit scene fucks me up every time. And that's not even when we get to the juicy shit. Like, that's just that. Like, because nothing is more horrifying. And also, though, the actor could have done a little bit better with being like, oh, I feel bad because it's my fault. Like the way he says it, he's like, it's like, I feel bad. I forgot to like let the dog out or something like, not like I feel bad that someone, you know, I tripped and someone like, crashed and like, you know, died. died a horrible death. Yeah. Like, like that priest needs to be in therapy because I know my ass would be. I mean, I, my ass is already currently in therapy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be way more intensive. It wouldn't just be once a week. We'd be like seeing each other three times a week to the point that she'd be sick of seeing me. So, uh, but yeah, so to round off, though, Roger, 
Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave the film three out of four stars and said, I admire the right because it, while it delivers what I suppose should be called horror, it is atmospheric, its cinematography is eerie and evocative, and the actors enriching. I don't, like I said, for me, it's a horror film. It's not like a full-on like tons and tons and tons of jump scares, but I feel like they hit enough scenes where it covers enough, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't need it to all be jump scares. Like, I mean, people fucking praise, what's it called? It comes at night. Ah, uh, yeah. Nothing came at night. Disease, that's what it was. Which is stupid. I don't give a shit about diseases. I want to see murder, no <laughs> Murder. Like, that's not a jump scare to me. Like I said, I like, I like a good scare. Like I said, what was it, um... That we watch Ouija Origin of Evil. I'm gonna save that episode because maybe I'll like drop that as just like a funsies. But like Austin literally ready to fist fight the TV. This is the horror I'm into. <laughs> yep. Uh I don't know. What are your thoughts? I mean, it's a good movie. Uh can't really complain. It just has those weird, like, the fuck is going on in this thing? It's good for the plot and everything else like that i just wish that either it would get on to a certain point or at some point it give more information well yeah I, I do dislike the fact that like you know dudes doesn't believe in priest stuff but then just thinks he can suddenly perform an exorcism right like like, like you could just pick a page out the bible and be like the power of christ compels you right <laughs> Hail Mary. (laughs) (laughs) And Reese's Pieces with the Lord. (laughs) Uh, I do like, um, oh, what was that show? Wasn't there a show called The Exorcist? I think That we were watching. Oh, that show was so good. I think it only had two seasons. I don't think a third season ever came of it. Or there was a third season. I already watched it. And I think it just ended after three seasons. I don't know. Whatever. That show was fucking good because I like that one because they go about exploring more in depth of it it also plays a little bit in the lore of the original exorcist so it like ties into that movie which was pretty fucking cool yeah I think it's still on Hulu um and then like I said they explore like different ways of exorcism which was kind of cool and I like I like seeing that because like I said it keeps it kind of fresh and interesting Thank you, fresh. Like I said, the right I will watch over and over again just because of Anthony Hopkins. The acting, the man is just, he's a fucking beast. All day, every day. But yeah, so that's it. This is this is goodbye for now. Just kidding, Amber and I will see each other next week. Yeah, we'll see each other, <laughs> or, but you won't see us. Yes. Which, well, not that you've ever really seen us, but you'll, well, okay, so listen. We're not completely going away. We're going to kind of transition over to TikToks just because for us, I think that's just going to be a little bit more of a maintainable platform and not nearly as much work. And I'm thinking we'll kind of like maybe just hit for funsies, like revisit old episodes and revamp those up and kind of condense those to like a three minute clip. That's a lot of rambling to get out of. (laughs) Dude, I don't like literally... My favorite was, I think I was re- 
because sometimes I like listen to her episodes like again for fun just because it's like you know you forget what you say and the white lady would fucking <laughs> kill me because we were talking about your desire to touch a moose even though it'll kill you <laughs> right <laughs> and I was like bitch you can't just go around touching shit you're like I'll do whatever I want and I'm like this is I was like see I was like that's how you know your kids are your kids whenever they want to touch shit you know Amber's like yeah hands. <laughs> she's like she's like yeah whenever they want to touch stuff that's when they're by kids and I was just like no it's with their bed she's like no she's like she's like it's when they're sassy that's when they're yours and then you know when uh they're being bad and touching stuff they're mine and I was like yeah and when they're good they're mine because they're never because <laughs> <laughs> genetically it's not possible so therefore it all makes sense love it oh yeah god and i just i do i kind of just want to at least get some of our best quotes from some of our episodes we'll have to make t-shirts stick my dick in it for science (laughs) um oh my god brownie's not having noses just a hole (laughs) when i was like i swear to god if you take off your nose right now (laughs) it all makes sense all the theorizing of creature hybrids cryptid <laughs> hybrids we said you because what were you brownie kappa i feel like brownie, you were brownie kappa. kappa yeah austin's like a kelpie something Can't i'm like see. a grass and like, yeah and like i'm a krampus mixed yep. with sasquatch <laughs> or something like that i don't know <laughs> they're all very random hybrids <laughs> that's what we need we need like personality charts but like cryptids Oh my god, zodiacs, but cryptids. Yes. And folklore. I'm a <laughs> I'm a rising Krampus. <laughs> I feel like we theorized about this before, and I'm gonna make this happen. <laughs> Sun and brownie, moon and kappa. <laughs> rising chupacabra. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. It's so good. Point being is this is a goodbye forever. We're just changing lanes. TikToks, though, will probably still be just about as sporadic, but I am going to try to commit to at least one every other week. Or for like, you know, has a funny video or something where she, you know, sends me video and I'll post it, whatever. It's got to be great. But yeah, so like you said, we're just, we're mellowing out. We're dipping out. It's just a little bit too much work with my workload I've got at my new job. And Burr also has a lot going on with, you know, the chickens. And by the chickens, I mean children. The sass muffins. And then also work. So, you know, we got to wrap it up. Because speaking of work, Burr's got to go to bed. Because she got to get up early in the morning and also wants his computer basically. <laughs> but yeah, so one last time just for fun, even though we're going away. <laughs> Great, subscribe, follow, and have a spooky Halloween. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.